Hello everybody and welcome to a, another episode of our GSC Rude Mechanicals. This is where we meet members of our artistic teams, those people who create the magic uh, that you see on stage, our directors, our designers, our stage managers. And today we're incredibly excited to have with us Tom Littler. Director Tom, how are you? I'm really well, thanks Matt. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. This sun is absolutely beautiful, isn't it? loving the sunshine i'm in cambridge where i live and um uh the dog and i are both greatly enjoying a bit of sun <laughs> absolutely now you first worked with us in 2014 uh 13 of course 30. 13 it's because i've got the poster yeah. here uh, i'm looking at the poster of 12th night but um no, yes 20... there was one before there was yeah. as you like it so 2013 was when you our story began with you but um could you give us a little bit of a backstory on to before before 2013 and also what you've been doing um in the meantime um yes i think i first saw a gsc show when i came to see my friend Tim Olsop, who I've worked with lots of times, but actually weirdly never with you, um, in Rich the Third, mm. I think it would have been. 2012, um, winter 2012. Yeah, which Caroline Devlin directed. I think that's the first time that I saw any of your uh, work, but mm. that may not be true. Perhaps I'd seen something earlier. Anyway, but I'd, I'd, I'd kept hearing about GSC from loads and loads of actors, and when <laughs> actors speak very well of a company, that always makes you kind of intrigued and makes you think, oh, they must be doing something um, <laughs> right. You know, do, do you know what I mean? Yes, you absolutely. Kind of, yeah. Rumor on the grapevine that so and so are very nice to work for, then you you become interested. Um, where was I at that point in my in my life? I I had, um, I'd done, I'd, put, I'd finished, I think, yes, I'd finished the stage of my career where I would, was an assistant and an associate director. I did a lot of that in the first few years of my career. Um, and, um, and I worked on lots of, um, I was just incredibly lucky. I, I, I worked for some amazing um, directors. I had a very long working relationship with Peter Hall. Um, and uh, a little bit later with Trevor Nunn um, and various other really wonderful people who were my mentors, teachers, I, and so on. I believe that's um, when, is that when Sarah first met you, our co-founder, Sarah? I think it is, actually. I think during that period we, we met, and that's going back quite a long way. I think that was probably 2007 or eight, mm -hmm. or that, you know, that kind of territory. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, but, but I'd, I'd finished all that by the time I, by the time I met you, and I'd also um, I'd always produced my own work as well. I ran a company that was very um, pretentiously called Primavera, which is a company <laughs> um, which is the sort of name for a company you dream up when you're doing your first theatre production when you're 18 years old, and then it sort of hangs like a terrible millstone around your neck for the rest of time is that because you didn't i mean it's just funny you say that because um when sarah and i were creating gsc 14 years ago we were trying to decide what to call gsc yeah. back then and i had this idea i had two awful ideas and thank goodness sarah said no because one was called the snooty camel theater company oh well, thank god and one was called really pretentiously the independent actors collective I mean, you'd have. I mean, either of them would have been. I mean, that's probably why Primavera never became what GSC became. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I mean, thank God for Sarah. Yeah, well, I thank mean, God. I mean, every day. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. But, but, I mean, on that score, that's extraordinary. I mean, you owe her for that. I mean, um, yes, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I was just on a plane home from a holiday or something. I thought, oh, Primavera, what a nice name. And, and, then, and then I had to make work for this bloody name for the next <laughs> 10 or 12 years or something. Um, but we made... Um, Lots of shows in kind of London fringe venues, you know, theatres above pubs and so on, and things like that. And um, um, and indeed, we'd um, we'd had we'd had great luck with a couple of things, um, and managed to transfer them in a small way to the West End and stuff like that. So, um, so that was all happening when I when I met you, and um, and I was just kind of starting to get quite a lot of work. At, um, I suppose theatre companies a little bit like GSC, um, independent regional theatres and so on. Um, uh, I think I might have done my first. Yes, I'd, I'd done my first couple of jobs abroad. By that by that point, I'd worked in Hungary. I think and maybe in Austria. So it was an exciting time, twenty thirteen, um, um, and uh, it seems a very long time ago now. And I feel like I've lived two or three lives since then. But um, uh, yeah, it was a good. It was a, it was a good time. It felt like, um, you know, when you're a director, your career goes in weird. Um, it's like you have these periods of of, of building. Um, um, like when you first start assisting, that's terribly exciting because everything you're doing, you're learning, um, and you just keep getting better, <laughs> um, or you think you are, or you're learning new skills and you're meeting new people, and that's all very exciting, and people start saying, oh, you're ready to move on to the next level. And then absolutely nothing happens <laughs> years. And then and then just one or two things begin to happen again. And and I think 2013 was a very happy time for me because I'd had about three or four years of, of sort of plateau. Um, yeah. Just kind of waiting to, waiting for people to start ringing me really and asking me to, to, to direct work for mm. them rather than me having to kind of barge my way in yeah. and help those out. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and, and I had a kind of, uh, for a few years, it looked as if I was going to be a very commercial director. I'd done a lot of work assisting in, on, um, in the West End and on kind of commercial tours and things like that. And I had um, quite a lot of production that were pitched at a very high level for kind of lovely long commercial tours that were going to come to the West End and things like that. Yeah. And absolutely none of them had happened. <laughs> um, you know, thing after thing after thing after thing had had um, come to nothing. And I think I'd done um, one lovely long tour for Theatre Royal Bath with Penelope Keith and that I directed that and that had been, that had been gorgeous. But... Um, Mostly, apart from remounting other people's shows, all these long conversations had come to nothing. To nothing. Yeah. Um, uh, which is quite common in directors' lives. I mean, the, the bit of the career that you can see is like this tiny top bit of the iceberg, and then underneath yeah. there's this huge submerged thing of all the conversations you have about projects that don't happen. You know? Yeah. So 2013 was fun because just there were things that were actually starting to 
happen and people phoning me. Lovely. Uh, obviously, we've worked together, you know, a lot on um, on a number of shows and things. But I thought it'd be interesting to ask ask you as as a director, and everybody is different. All actors are different, designers are different, and so on. But you, how you begin work on a project? What's your approach do you have any things that are you always do the same thing or uh, every project is different or I, I'm, I'm sure there's a huge um, you know gamut of, 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 of stuff you go through in your processes but can you give us a bit of you know, sort of open a window into a little bit of, uh, of sort of how you approach the start of a show sort of working on something yeah I mean it's interesting because if it's a Shakespeare play it's it's quite likely I suppose that um that I've seen it before, you know, yeah. maybe quite, maybe quite a few times. Um, in the case of something like All's Well, which we did, uh, when was that last autumn? Yeah, I'd actually never seen it, so that was very nice. I'd only read it, but you know, if you were directing Twelfth Night, well, I'd directed Twelfth Night before, and I'd and I'd seen it lots of times before, you, you know. So um, that's that's quite hard, actually, in a way, because because. I'm, I'm, I find it easier to be active than passive and I quite want to kind of jump to a conclusion and go, you know, you say, you know, throw a title at me and, um, and, and, and I'll try to come up with a production for you very, very quickly. Yeah. Which actually just leads to really bad work <laughs> um, because you've sort of, you've just um, done a kind of shortcut. You've just yeah. gone, okay, Twelfth Night, um, funny, but autumnal, um, bit of melancholy, bit of romance, um, and first day is going to be uh, a, a, a northern comic with a very bleak sense of humour. You know, da, da, da. Yeah. Um, because I've seen it before, and so I've done a kind of amalgam of productions that I've seen. That's what I try really, really hard to have a process that, that resists. I think there's stuff that you're just interested in. You know, there's stuff, there's... there's um, there's, there's themes that you want to come back to and there are things that you perceive in your own life mm -hmm. or, or whatever that you get interested in it, in plays and you you um, not always consciously keep coming back to certain things and so, you know, poor long-suffering people who see a great deal of your work begin to identify, you know, certain common strands that you haven't necessarily intended to be there or, yeah. you know, um, but they're just particular obsessions of, uh, of yours. Um, sometimes it's an image. Um, uh, so um, All's Well, for example, um, uh, built very clearly from the image of a um, of a young woman sitting on a on a bed um, with with the pile of records yeah. um, um, that became the kind of defining image of that mm. production that, that people who saw mm. that will remember seeing yeah. Hannah yeah. sitting on the bed you know, for the whole show. So, it, so the, 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 the production kind of built from that and it didn't begin with the idea that there would be two pianos. It, it began with, the, with that um, woman on the bed. Yeah. Um, but I suppose there's also something in that that's, that's your reading of the you know, your, your hopefully repeated reading of yeah. the script and going, oh, hang on, um, this, um, this play is about uh, grief um, mm. as well, it, it seemed to me, which isn't something that I had 
sort of seen written about particularly or, or um, I hadn't particularly heard of other productions that had massively engaged with that, yeah. although I'm sure lots, lots have. But, but I, just, I just thought, oh, well, everybody talks all the time about Bertram and why he's such a terrible man but hang on isn't it because his dad just died <laughs> isn't that something to do with it yeah um, yeah and so on um so oh, and come to think of it hasn't everybody's dad just died, died in this play yeah and it's a lot more and i think when you start to look at that i know from i've been in the re- you know rehearsal room it's a lot more than just what you think the play is about that theme which everybody seems to know the play to be about that theme but actually you've got a whole you know, company of characters there who are bringing in real life elements to of their own lives to it, and suddenly it's not just about you know what you say about about this young man who 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 is really vile to a girl who seems to follow him across Europe. Um, there, there's 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 so many more underlying things that are going on in in, yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things Shakespeare's. Let's just keep talking about Shakespeare because, in a way, otherwise the conversation is so huge, isn't it? But yeah. <laughs> Shakespeare is so um, the, the 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 plays are so um, so plural and so generous, you know, in, in such a way that you could take them in so many different ways. Yeah. You know, you know what on earth is um, King Lear or Oswell or Twelfth Night about, or you know what what do you want each thing? And you actually have to make choices you know you 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 can't just um you know even if you're not doing this absolutely consciously i think you you will always in a way be um uh, a lens um through which the, the play is mm. going to get filtered um so so my 12th night will automatically be different from from your 12th night, even if we're not mm. particularly setting out to make yeah. choices, just because we've lived different lives and we have of different personalities and so on. Um, but you have to get quite tough, I think, with them, you, with those plays. You have to really be boss them around because otherwise um, they're so infinitely generous, you can end up making a production that doesn't really do anything at all and is sort of about nothing and, um, yeah. you know, just has, you know, and now here's a funny scene and now here's a serious scene and this bit's romantic and this bit they get cross and have a fight um, and I don't mean that that's a, a fault in the writing, I just mean that it, if you don't guide everybody yeah. involved in the production, designers stage management, the people who find the props um, of course the actors the people who compose the music and everything you know, if you don't guide it quite firmly um, it can be, it can be quite a mess, I think. Um, because uh, yeah, so I, I, you have to. There has to be a coherent world. Yeah. Somehow, you know. Yeah, I was going to say because I think you know, like you're, you know, again, because not only is it you, the director, and the play sit there, you have your ideas. That's you know one, you know, great. That's what my thought is, but you're then about to open this out to producers, designers, as you say, stage managers prop buyers, fight directors, and then the cast, who will all have their own version of what they think um, uh, Barone is, or what uh, you know Amado is, or what Costard yeah. is, and so on. Yeah. And so it is important for you, the director, I'm assuming, therefore, to go, sort of to hang on to your original idea of where you're going to go with this, so that you can, I don't say marshal, but that sort of, 
filter everybody towards this end point that you're aiming for, which is a, a huge kind of plate spinning task in itself, isn't it? It's yes, it's really interesting that, isn't it? Because um, you you do want to do exactly that, you know. I mean, you, you've just referenced lots of lo- lots of lovely um, characters from from Love's Labour's Lost, which we did together in twenty eighteen. Eighteen, um, and there's a photo of it on my wall. Right there. I can see Natasha Rickman and Gavin Fowler um, at a rather sad moment of play. Um, um, and um, you do have to um, to say that is a lovely idea. It doesn't belong in this production, you know. And thank you for that lovely idea. And that one doesn't belong in this production either that idea, idea C, does belong mm. in production. So yes, you do have to do that kind of that that kind of task, which is I suppose editorial in a way. Yeah. Um, but you also you can't shut down the creativity in the room. You know. Yeah. So you've got to prepare somehow in such a way that um that you know the material inside out back to front um and that you have a very clear sense of well i would say for me a very clear sense of the questions i want to ask not necessarily a very clear sense of what the answers right might be you know um so you know one of the things that drew me to love labor's last was the was that extraordinary final hmm. act which i'm sure you remember and that final act which is nearly as long as yeah um, you, uh, yeah it's like what is it like 45 minute yeah act five or something um and that sort of you know it's this comedy and it's building to a comic climax and then whatever it is 25 minutes 20 minutes from the end this extraordinary thing happens and this yeah. messenger called mark a day comes into the middle of the uh, mark a day, I'm sure that's a pun, um, comes into the middle of this party and says, I'm so sorry, Princess of France, but your father just died. And these lives that have been building yeah. to this extraordinary, um, wonderful romantic comedy ending are, are shattered, actually. Um, and then you've got, you know, 20, 25 minutes of, of kind of unravelling from that, from that point. Um, perhaps I'm getting the times wrong. Maybe it's a bit less long after that. But anyway, you you you, you know the thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's um. So if you know that you're interested in exploring what that shape is, or if you're if you know that you're interested in yeah, you know how people could build themselves up into a kind of souffle or balloon, and then just one little tiny thing could send their lives into freefall. Yeah. Um. Um. Then there's your question, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you might then have to rule out some other questions. <laughs> um, um, I would really hate to know the answers though before you before you start. I think that could be very mm. dangerous because it keeps it a collaborative experience. I assume you know from from your point of view. I know from my point of view as an actor in the room, it always feels a collaborative experience with with you and the other directors that we work with that there's um you're 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 creating together uh, the director and the designer have come together with a 
a framework of this is yeah. the our, our idea and this is what the set might look like and so on. Yeah. Um, but then you always, I always get the feeling as an actor that you can bring <clears throat> your ideas, your thoughts about your character, the situations, the scenario, and um, and you build it together because then someone else who you're going to have the scene with has got something else and they've got something else and and it slowly yeah. starts to. It's like, an, like yeah. an, an alchemy, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and it's and 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 I mean a huge amount of um, I think a huge amount of, of directing is about enabling other people to do their best work. I mean that's a truism, I suppose. You know, we we all know, you know, we all know that directing is not, you know, some kind of Napoleon figure standing in the middle yeah. saying, "Move three paces to the right," and you know, <laughs> um, um, you know that actually. Our jobs are in many ways to encourage people to be as creative as possible, and mm. then and then to go that idea that is dreamy. Now mm. add ten percent of this to it. You know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but not to say here is the idea of what you will do now. <laughs> you know, because um, um, that just leads to kind of ho- horrible yeah. work. But you sort of also have to kind of hold this. Um, this this place or space of uncertainty, you know, of confident uncertainty and confident un- unknowing. Yeah. You know, um, that you can be in the middle of rehearsing a scene and um, and and you really have to sometimes just refuse to provide the answer. Um, and people often say, "Oh, that's because you know the answer and you're <laughs> waiting for the actors to get to it." that's a very flattering view but it's probably it's because you don't know the answer either yeah. um and you just have to trust yourself and the people in the room moving on a bit into sort of the we've mentioned a lot of the gsc stuff that we've done now obviously very different to a lot of the other stuff that you've done as well uh we are not in a theater so how has and i know that there is a you have a particular uh angle on 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 um on, on working with us in terms of finding um, sites. There's got to be a reason why we're in the open air for this play. The whole play takes place in a drawing room. So why are we in a cast? Why are we in some gardens? I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I find it very, um, I find it very easy actually to think about the, the open air and the kind of site specific work that we've done because, well, there's your first set of parameters really, aren't, aren't they? You know, um, um, I mean, she stoops to conquer, which we're hopefully about to do this summer. Let's see, we'll find out. Um, you know, if you begin from the kind of working assumption that, okay, she stoops to conquer is that in an 18th century house that looks like an inn, but you, for better or worse, have asked me to do it outdoors in a park. Well, <laughs> There's no point, it seems to me, building, um, you know, a whole set to sit underneath the sky where we all pretend that there's a ceiling. I mean, there isn't, you know, the sky, you can hear the birds. Yeah. You know. um, so the very first provocation then for that production becomes, um, why are they outside? Yeah. You know, that's your first question. And you begin by trying to think about, okay, why why mm-hmm. might these scenes that are supposed to be inside the outside, what might that lead on to? 
you know, these two young men arrive in the middle of the countryside. Why might they have arrived here? Um, yeah. You know, so I find those those restrictions um, enormously um, creative. I mean, the, the other wonderful thing about, about outdoors, um, you know, thinking about something like um, Love's Labours or... or much do or as you like it, which we're all in the Law College with that huge. I mean, I think we have the the, the audience basically in the same place for all three of mm. those productions, looking up that wonderful bank yeah. with the cascade of steps coming down yeah. the gate at the very very top. Um, and then we used the staging differently within it, but basically that same kind of aspect. Vista, yeah, yeah. Um, there's something about that which is a huge gift which you could never have in a theatre which is that it's enormous <laughs> it is absolutely vast so um there is no theatre you know not the old vic where you could have an entrance from as far away as people coming down from the very top mm. of those stairs you know yeah so in love labor's last which we structured very much as a play about a group of people who arrived and then departed um you know, that it was essentially a very sleepy little place um, where, you know, a handful of people lived. And then all these people came piling out of their cars, first all the women, then all the men, yeah. um, etc. And then um, and then off they all go at the at, at the end. No, the men first. And then the women. It was the men first, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, well... If you want to do a drama about arrivals and departures, what better thing than this absolutely enormous flight of stairs, you know, <laughs> with a gate teetering at the very, very, very top? Um, that's a gift. One of our jobs as directors is to um, not quite tell, but guide the audience about where to look next. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't miss this detail. Now follow mm. this detail. You know. Um, you don't, I mean, you want everybody to be interesting all the time, but actually you don't want it to be watched entirely democratically. You want, you want to go watch this story yeah. and now have a bit of this story, etc. Yeah. And then yeah. in the second half, of course, you get that wonderful thing where, you know, we've got a bit of artificial light, you know, even if it's done very cheaply, yeah. we've got, we've turned a few lights on. Festoons all of a sudden. Yeah. A lantern. Distraction. And well, I have a track record of landing. Um, <laughs> and um, well, again, you know, brutally because they tell you where to look. Yeah. You know, the thing about landing, you know, we all have this joke at GSC about the Atlantis because it, it's so incredibly charming to the <laughs> But you won't look anywhere else. Um, <laughs> because someone's carrying a lantern. <laughs> it's a very good way of drawing the eye because we're just drawn to the light. I would always um, make sure my next character always has a lantern, whatever the absolutely, scene. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you want a lantern and Sarah wants a broom. We all <laughs> Sarah, Sarah has been asking me for years to do a scene with a broom. Um, <laughs> so um, we should start to draw our little chat to a conclusion. But before we, we go, um, are there any sort of, I mean, we've talked about so many lovely memories from GSC shows. Is there anything else, anything, any other bits that sort of stick in your mind as... I mean, some of my very, very happiest times in, in theatre have been working with, with GSC. I mean, of course, it makes a difference if you have a drop of sunshine. That helps. <laughs> well, you do tend to bring the sunshine with you, so... I know, but that's a weighty responsibility, and you can't <laughs> rely on it. Um, 
I mean, that first As You Like It actually was a very blessed production. We all yeah. had a, a wonderful time on that, and it's a play that's very close to my heart still. Um, uh, the the Love Slavers Lost was, um, uh, you know, I'm always, I, I do like to make a case for a play, you know, and quite a lot of people didn't really know Love Slavers Lost or thought they knew it and didn't, didn't much care mm. for it. Um, and I, I was always a really passionate advocate for that for that play, um, and um, and so to draw the audience into that world and realise that it it really had made them laugh a lot and then moved them very deeply as it Absolutely. as it had moved me. Um, that that was very that was very satisfying. The same with um, the same with All's Well, I suppose yeah. another play that people don't don't perhaps know so, no. so well mm-hmm. and even if they do know it they might be a bit judgmental about it yes of course so it was very nice to be able to take that story and bring it um closer to people but it's also you know the friends you make i mean it's, it's a very sociable company gsc you know perhaps because people are away from home especially in a tech week and so on um because i live further away from guildford than i than i used to um I, I come and stay in Guildford now with some friends of yours when, when yeah. I direct there. And that's very nice to be to be there with you all. You know, that's, that's yeah, really it's, it's lovely that, that, that feeling yeah. of everybody, having everybody on the doorstep after rehearsals so we can all have, and have a pint or we could, or, or on a Sunday, those who are staying to meet up and have a Sunday roast. And uh, you suddenly do feel that there's a, oh, it goes back to that, that family feel again as well yeah, which I think absolutely I think really shines on stage as well it shows when that's on stage um, I agree with you and I feel like um because you know we're, we're talking in a in a moment when theatres have been you know theatres as in physical buildings um have been closed down um that thing of theatre as family is very clear to me at mm. the moment you know at German Street we had a um very bad flood yesterday and overnight and um, um and the response from our kind of theater family is is really amazing you know hundreds of people giving you know big and small donations or, or just just sending texts and that kind of you know and, and you know as as you're doing at GSC lots of the work we're doing at German Street is, is the kind of um the bringing together of our kind of freelance families yeah you know, um and um i think that's terribly um important that can be hard as a director you know that can be a weird thing because what happens is you bring together a group of people to make a show and then you have to leave yeah yeah um, yeah that can be very lonely I, I i i continue to find that a very difficult moment yeah. um uh leaving leaving the show well, like when you have, well, you've been working in the show for probably six months plus. Yeah. On it, you know, from yeah. the first readings, the first ideas, oh, production easy, meetings, easy, often a year or two, yeah. castings, yeah. so on. Then yeah. the rehearsal period where it's all intense, and then all of a sudden, yeah. press night, goodbye. I'll, I might come. I might not be able to come back to see the show again because I've got this job, that job, or whatever. And suddenly, yes, yes. So that can be very. Yeah. That can be very odd. Um, but GSC. Is, is unusual because uh, they're families who tend to keep in touch. 
that's a great treat, actually. That's very lovely. Oh, thank you, Tom. Well, Tom, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us um, today. It's been an absolute pleasure and a delight, as always. And um, very best of luck with everything at German Street. And um, we will see you again soon. Thank you. I hope to do that very soon. Thanks.